The Nuts and Bolts of Writing, Season Two, a podcast where we talk about literature, the ins and outs of writing, and how to actually start writing. Hi, everyone. Today we're airing an extra episode. This episode is not about writing, but about fundamentalist Christian homeschooling. Which we've previously talked about in episode 183, the dark side of religious homeschool in the United States, with Tete Dupunk. In this episode, I interview Tete Dupunk, Tete dot Dupunk on Instagram, and Ren Renb underscore M on Instagram, another homeschool graduate. Tete and Ren rip into the horrors of Christian fundamentalist homeschool. And how the Christian propaganda and lack of coverage of real-life subjects affects their lives to this day. Originally, this video was meant to be part of Tete's podcast, "The Real Stuff." However, she didn't think it was a good fit, so she has given the video to me. Thank you for having me. This is a really important topic. As we have previously discussed, the U.S. is becoming increasingly polarized, and an increasing number of conservatives have jumped on the homeschool bandwagon. This is quite terrifying. Every time I see libs of TikTok on Twitter, for example, and other conservatives like Ben Shapiro, I always see them talking about how conservative parents should homeschool their parents to keep them away from "quote unquote" Marxist and "quote unquote" un-American ideas like Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ+, and socialism. And as you and Ren have both experienced, homeschool can be very damaging, especially when it's tied to this vein of toxic American nationalism. To explore this topic in more depth, I've decided to ask more questions, more questions about you guys' homeschooling experiences. Specifically, I'll be asking you more about your curriculum, how biased it was, and how you reacted when you realized your books were biased. We'll end the session with a brief discussion on whether homeschool should be more strictly regulated across the U.S. So my first question is: Which homeschool curriculum and textbooks did you guys use? Um, for the majority of my experience, I had A. Becca books for history, for literature, for um, biology, and certain general science. I used a lot of those books, and the ones that I had were printed in the early '80s, and I was born in the early '90s. So these were books that were handed down from sibling to sibling, so they were wildly out of date, always. And um, they were definitely prejudiced. I would say that on the literature and history stance, they were definitely prejudiced. From it was a very Western, central, um, uh, colonist viewpoint that was always there. There was a lot of anti-Catholicism, which, like, do I love the Catholic Church? Not really, but it's it struck me as odd even as a kid. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, they they had a lot of, you know, and a, a lot of um, homeschool curricula, particularly with science, 
will try to say like, oh, we're being even handed. We'll tell you what they would teach you in school and we'll tell you why it's wrong. Um, which the why it's wrong is usually misinterpretations of the Bible. Um, th things don't date correctly or whatever. And again, like I had someone make that argument to me recently, actually. And I had to ask him like, all right, what's your example? And he's like, oh, it's from the 80s. And I was like, okay, science has advanced since then. Yeah. <laughs> we have more accurate ways to determine this information now. That's how science works. Yes. So that that was that was a lot of fun to cut in and I, I still wrestle with that as an adult coming out of homeschooling um all the science that I didn't really learn um as far as prehistoric uh you know the the things that we found archaeologically that you know I would have been taught is not as old as they say it is or you know just things like that. And I'm like, how much am I missing here? You know, like how much of the um, present picture do I, am I, am I missing out of this puzzle? And that's, that one makes me really uneasy, especially. It's terrifying. It really is. I, I'm just going to reiterate everything that Ren said. That's absolutely right. Everything was biased. Uh, Christian homeschooling has no concept of science except for a crazed young earth creationism that probably goes head and toe with, uh, I don't know, uh, Scientology concepts, perhaps if I may go out on a limb. Very anti-Catholic, uh, anti-everything except uh, Protestants that are eerily like Baptists or crazed Presbyterians. And um, every, everything is biased. Everything is white western centric and um there's there's no concept of actual history civic matters or uh science is is deplorable i mean i i challenge any homeschool christian homeschool student that would actually have a grasp of science and and they do not you know none of us were taught that and as a as a result we have a very big dearth uh in our knowledge about actual science so here we are scrabbling up uh Google articles to try to figure out, try to hobble together some basic form of knowledge that most people would have. Absolutely, <laughs> right. And you, Tete, also did, um, you did Christian Liberty Academy, and I think they had a lot of Abeka books, right? They had quite a bit of Abeka books. They seemed to hobcobble it from a number of uh, Christian resources. Mm. And I don't, I don't put it in quotation marks. They were definitely resources. Christian resources. I had a Becca Saxon, um, their own Christian Liberty press, which was a very crappy press. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think they would even, uh, their stuff, their stuff was worse than chat books, like the worst chat books you could imagine. Um, somebody printed it on their cheap copy and just stapled it together and said, here you go. Here's a textbook. Um, I, I want to say that I guess the Abeka had the best uh, printing quality qualities and quotation marks. It looks like something out of a cheap, crappy '90s movie um, or it '80s. It looks movie. like a prop textbook. Abeka books do. They look like prop textbooks. I, you feel like you're in um, Saved by the Bell, and here's Zach throwing the character Zach throwing uh, textbooks, and it happens to be an Abeka book, like exploring the wonder of world of God's world or some crap like that. And it shows like a picture of a ladybug and a magnifying glass. And, you know, it's going to be kiddish and 
you know, they might try to break down some scientific concepts, but they're always going to hammer home. God created the world in seven days and Adam and Eve are suspiciously white. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, one of the things that has struck me as interesting now that I'm older is how many books my mom had me use that were printed by Amish publishing that's ins- houses that, that's 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 insane like <laughs> yeah i think one I of them was that. called rod and staff um publishing house and that's i had wild, and i learned a lot of my grammar and language you know how to dissect sentences and stuff like that all the rules the grammar rules i did with that and there was also a home ec course that i had to do that was from an amish publisher oh, and they talked about God. how you know a godly woman doesn't wear right a godly wife doesn't wear loud fabrics or have posters on her wall she decorates you know modestly and is able to you know do all these and that and the other and you know extravagance is sin and it's like okay you think extravagance is sin but you believe in a god that was creative enough to give us sunsets peacocks a sense of taste and smell like we didn't need those things those are luxuries as far as existence is concerned if if christians actually believed in the concept of god and applied it uh god god is just basically gucci and louis vuitton put together if, if we want to apply that you know yeah so we all need, I mean, if we wanted to really follow God's example, we should all dress like Elton John during his, you know, right. 78 tour. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Christian modesty is so hypocritical and fake because really if you look at it's like, so you know, fake. people like Joel Olstein and, you know, all those other big name preachers, they're not modest. No, yeah. that's, I, 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 in my introduction, I called him a, shit-eating grinning jester and that's what he is he's a mega millionaire flying around in his dozens of uh private jets and whatnot i mean maybe he only has one or two but still and and mega churches that are so big that it has to have its own directory like it's it's just thoroughly disgusting but then you have the crazed modest people that want you to run around in, in brown sackcloth and and be modest and i remember i did ironically Okay, so I'm in Pennsylvania, so right in the heart of Amish. Amish are flipping everywhere. And I did not get any of that like you did, Ren, which is crazy. I, I don't know what happens out West. I worry about people <laughs> out West. You know, I worry about that. But I did not have that. But <clears throat> I certainly, my parents, well, my dad, not really. I don't want to blame my mom. I don't drag my mom into this. She was against this. Um they would get books from like Christian book distributor from new England Mm. and they would get all these modest godly, you know, this is what a godly girl is. This is what a modest girl is. And I remember one called beautiful girlhood, which I think was written in the 1880s by somebody named. Oh my God. Yes. Oh no. You had beautiful girlhood too. I didn't have beautiful girl, but I did have books that were printed in the 1880s and 19 teens that I was supposed to read that had things like that etiquette books from yes. the 40s or you know whatever and I I read them and you know being of course someone who is interested in historical culture and the way people lived before now essentially um you know there there's fascinating stuff to be read in there but it doesn't you know it doesn't prepare a child for the world that exists now exactly. it prepares them for a world that is already gone before they were even born exactly and um putting it i think that 
part of the biggest problem with homeschooling and that it's, you know, we talked, we mentioned, should it be regulated? Because it's not regulated, parents who are absolutely unqualified to, um, teach. To, to teach or to determine how educated a child is, are given choices that shape the way children grow up. And then suddenly, you know, we get out in the world and life kicks us in the ass and they have the gall to go, huh, I don't know why. Guess you're just not good enough instead of, you know, guess we didn't give you the tools to navigate the world as it is, only the world as we wished it was. Mm-hmm. Right. They create a bubble of delusion. Yes, it's, it's, it's a, a bubble. It's a bubble. I always think of um, Lemon Grab from Adventure Time, how he, he comes to Bubblegum and he's says you made me this way you know like you created me what else am I supposed to be (laughs) true that is so true that we are the uh we are the products you know of that uh of that kind of oppressive destruction and yeah it's it's such a long and hard battle to get out in the world but I guess to uh I guess to quote Elton John again, quoting Elton John a lot tonight, um, how wonderful life is now that you're in the world. <laughs> right. Pretty- and like the Billy Joel lyric, the stained glass curtain you, you're hiding behind never lets in the sun. You know, true. once we get out of the bubble, that's when we really get to live. And yes. I think that for people like us, there's a lot of grief and there's a lot of mourning for the time that was stolen from us that we don't, we didn't get to live really we didn't get to live as ourselves we never got to be kids we never got to be teenagers now granted is there a lot of stupid things that happen in the folly of youth there is but everybody should have the opportunity to develop a sense of discernment whether or not they want to experience those things but also experience those things on their own terms and you know i think if if you if you give your kid and trust their kids common sense they're not going to do dumb things, you know, they're not going to, I don't know, become something, the, the potential material for a Stephen King novel, um, you know, we're not going to reenact, you know, the, the, the non-supernatural version of Carrie, um, just because we <laughs> attend public school, um, but, you know, we, we were stolen, we didn't have things like sleepovers, we didn't get to do things like fun camping trips, um, we, we didn't get to do a lot of the milestones and, uh, baptisms, if you will, of growing up and, um, never really in, in, enjoying life. I mean, I think for mine, it was just extreme isolation of literally being trapped, you know, in, in a small cramped apartment, you know, with my crazed dad. And, you know, the only respite I had was when, when I was 13, he finally let me go to the library by myself, but that was only like, what, a couple hours of fleeting, you know, escape and, and happiness. And um, then if I started to question things or anything like that, he would ban me from going to the library saying it's a bad worldly influence. And it's not, I just, began to question the isolation, the poverty and the, and the, and the violent abuse and, and indoctrination and stuff. Mm-hmm. Second question, which subject in your guys's textbook was the most biased? I mean, science is the easy answer, but I think that the nuanced answer is history mm. because it was definitely taught from a colonialist perspective 
it was all about, you know, the English Protestants being kind of the best people in the world. And, you know, I think they, and that's the funny thing is they don't want you to question anything. And I think the question that was always on my mind, but I never thought to ask was what gave them the right to come over here and just claim land that was already being lived mm -hmm. on. Exactly. Um, but they, they just gloss right over that. Like, yes, they were making a better world for, for ev pilgrims everyone. Pilgrims were darlings. The pilgrims were darlings. darlings. Yes. And the, um, the pioneers who moved west and forced the natives west were brave individuals who, you know, worked hard and achieved great things and, um, and, you know, they freed the nation from, from the uh, uncivilized and pagan natives. And it's, you know, it, there, it, there's this, and I think that even just the living experience, there's this romanticization of, America and what it is and um you know there's definitely this idea that that that's okay that the best thing you could ever hope to be is something like a missionary or you know and that's just spiritual colonialism and you know I didn't learn about things like the um the schools that, that native children were taken to and murdered in droves at, like they're still finding these kids. And I didn't even know that that was a thing until I was an adult. I had no idea. And it's such a hypocrisy because for a faith whose main tenant is to love others, um, Christians tend to use God to justify cruelty. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the least loving thing you could ever possibly do. Justify it. Make yourself feel better for being cruel. And that's their entire, that's just what they do. Whether it's on a personal level or on a collective level. That's true. It's like I, you know, it's like I said, it's like where the love of God is equated with injured terror, terror and the deprivation of basic needs and rights. I mean, that's, that's what it is. And I, uh, it, it, it's just, it, how do I say it? for, for a religion that spouts the tenet of loving, it has the most prejudiced and hate and, you know, viral destruction of, of just anything that's, that's different. Now, I mean, granted across the board, Christianity and different nations, it, it differs in, in different denominations. But what, what we're talking about is like the American brand of Christianity and it's terrifying. And, and history was obviously the most biased. Um, recently, Fortunus Games introduced me to Bioshock, which I want to play once I defrag my PC. But it is like that. There's this cult-like worship of the flipping founding fathers. And there is worship of pilgrims that were just so wonderful and godly and so unjustly persecuted. Now, I'm not saying England was darling. You know, England had, you know, I mean, the English were very bored. So they had to go around burning people for entertainment. Um, so... You know, yeah, I, I they started I, that game at home with yeah, the they Welsh did. and the Irish and yeah, the Scottish. They did. Yeah, they did. It's like, hmm, I'm bored. Oh, I just saw my neighbor talking to a cat. I must burn her. She's a witch. And then 
uh, you get all these crazy people and even they're too crazy for the English. Like, oh, whoa, that mate, that's a little too crazy. Uh, let's bump you off to Holland. And they're like, <laughs> and the Holland people are like, okay, that's too crazy. We, we, you know, you, you got to go. And then um, English come here and they, they have no idea how to survive. So Indians are like, I mean, Native Americans, see, see, I mean, they, they don't even call them Native Americans, you know, like yeah. in the history books. Uh, they're like, hey, let's help you out. And then, oh, thanks for helping us out. We'll just stab you in the back, take your land, uh, deprive you of every um, rights and everything that you can think of and uh, systematically slaughter you as well. Um, I guess the, the, the only thing I can say that I, I thought was all right was William Penn, because at least at least he compensated and said we'll take this side of the river if you take that but english are like no nah, we're just we're just going to kill you because uh we we need to keep up with the spanish and systematic you know slaughter and you know butchery, everything. Yeah, butchery exactly exactly yeah. yeah so when did you realize that the curriculum was biased how did you feel about that i'm gonna let ren take this oh. one on first um. i mean i'll, I'll go on back <laughs> I know Ren's chomping at the bit here. I think that there were there were several times when I kind of was like, you know, this I feel like there's more to think about to this, but I think it really hit me when I worked for the um, bookstore chain Half Price Books because you'd have such a huge influx of so many different accounts and opinions and viewpoints. And I saw textbooks from public school and I was like, oh, this is the stuff I was warned about as a kid, you know, <laughs> so I'm looking through it and I'm, you know, I like, like I said, especially with history, I was like, oh my God, this is messed up. How did I never know about this? Why was I never taught this? Like my mom pretended to be very like, um, pro native american and um pro racial equality right she, but she basically believed that once the 60s happened everything was fine god mm. yeah um so you know i was like why did i never learn about this i you know to my mom's credit the book lists that she did have us read were really good like i i read a lot of classic literature that they would have me read in public school but um yeah just these huge gaps and working at the bookstore was definitely when the whole thing just kind of came crashing down i think my uh my road to damascus in reverse if you will um came to me so as a kid we did not have much cable we were you know dirt dirt ass poor to be honest you know uh, typical of appalachia where i am but anyway uh, we didn't have cable a lot and i didn't really see cable until i was eight i'll get into that but anyway we had pbs now pbs was the devil's own creation according to my father <laughs> but i would sneak and watch pbs like oh you know the most forbidden fruit ever I saw a lot of things that didn't add up with the garbage I was being fed. Then I started reading things to the library as soon as I kept going to the library more and more. And I realized there's a lot of garbage. I mean, this, it, you know, two plus two doesn't equal five, it equals four. And um, I started to open my eyes. I questioned things, but I never voiced my opinions because um, that would have very what violent. What would be the point? Yeah. What would be the point and violent repercussions, you know? Yeah 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 and 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 you know you start reading science you start reading history you know even literature like you said Ren a lot of it has this very uh colonial almost uh 
pro-Western, you know, very, um, oh, yeah. pro, pro, very pro-Anglo, you know, it's, it's just very Anglo-centric. And it's not even Anglo-centric in a positive manner. It's Anglo-centric in this uh, very white imperialistic way. And it really taints your literary experience. It really does because it can. you're reading stuff like Rudyard Kipling and of course, you know, white man's burden. Oh, and all yeah. oh good Lord. So Shut I never up, read Rudyard. that one in particular. I did read oh. Rudyard Kipling. Um, Just so stories. Oh yeah. I mean, I, Ricky Tiki Tavi remains one of my favorite like yeah my favorite children's stories no i mean understanding the the person yeah i mean like the animal stuff is okay it's just it's okay yeah you know and you it's products of its time and even peter pan has that legacy it does it does oh i love peter pan i love peter pan but racist um alice in wonderland i feel is it's not oh it's not really racist per se but it feels very um it feels very uh like like pro elitist well it feels like very pro elitist and way too provocative for a child's book oh definitely yeah um yeah I think and that's that's the funny thing because I also had a special relationship with the with the library my eldest sister became a librarian and um I think part of, I guess part of what started to crack the egg, if you will, was that I would read fairy tales from all over the world, anywhere and at any reading level. So I was reading books of fairy tales that were really for grownups, yeah. <laughs> but I was reading them from, from everywhere and getting to appreciate the cultures for what they were instead of seeing them all as inferior because they weren't Christian. Right, exactly and wondering how their value was really less to Christians that shouldn't be like that just that's not that's you know um why why is humanity like why 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 is humanity devalued over a set of beliefs you know I mean right and it 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 it, it was just disturbing the 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 garbage we were fed and it was and and and, um the way we were indoctrinated and the thing is none of it really took I think both of us we could never really fully wrap our heads and believe that you know because you know it's a bit like Plato's cave once you peek your head outside of the hole and you see oh there's the sun you you question everything and it never sits in but you have to wait until you can break free and find your freedom it's kind of like when you have a piece of clothing that doesn't fit correctly, but you can't really name why you just keep wearing it. And then you try on something that fits and you're like, Oh, thank God. I don't have to live like that forever. Yes. And, um, you know, I can admit I was heavily indoctrinated. I think when we met on DeviantArt, we were both pretty, pretty in it a, a little bit. I, I think we were starting to emerge out of it. You we know? were starting to, cause we were in our kind of late teens, I think. So yes. we were starting to poke out, but we had stewed in that for so long that of course it leaves its mark and it's, it's not easy to navigate your way out of that. But we time. did. It, we did. We did. And I'm glad we did. You know, I think DeviantArt also helped. <laughs> I think it did. It did. It helped a lot, I think. You see all kinds of things that there's no filter, there's no restriction, there's no censor, there's no... You meet all sorts of people. You do all sorts of things. I I, I mean, look at us. (laughs) Look at us now. I mean, here we go. We start from DeviantArt doing role plays, writing fanfics, to to now where we are, you know? Yeah. 
I'm All actually right. going to return oh, to DeviantArt. <laughs> Last question. Do you think homeschool should be more strictly regulated across the U.S.? Yes. Or, or even banned? Yes. Yes, it, it should, should be. It should be banned. I mean, I don't think it should be banned because there are kids who like there are situations where it wouldn't be wise to send a child to school for a physical health reason, for a psychological health reason. Maybe they're, you know, there are reasons to homeschool, but it should be regulated. Regulated. Parents should not be willy nilly able to, to give what, whatever okay. books they like to a child mm -hmm. and expect that to be okay. Yes, we took tests to make sure that, you know, we understood certain things for our grade, but socially, absolutely inept, absolutely yes. inexperienced with our own peers. How long, how many years we spent with no other children or yeah. not really having friends? They force you to some homeschool party and it's awkward. They're stupid clicks. And I'm so tired of these rich Mennonite kids and their snooty ways. I, I, I'm going to insult Mennonites. I insulted these Mennonites. There Mennonite you go. Kids. Yes, the rich Mennonite. Where are those Mennonites getting their money? I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> From selling the furniture and the jams. Um... No, I, I, I don't know. They, I think they have a mafia, like Amish mafia. <laughs> I mean, there could be that. I don't know. But <laughs> how is it like in Texas? Are there a lot of homeschool co-ops? Because I was, there's you no know, girl defined, for example. They're from San Antonio, and all of their family has been homeschooled. And basically, they even have homeschool sports tournaments. So I guess back in, in Texas, it's a really big thing, isn't it, Ren? Well, in Texas, I would say I met more homeschooled kids in Texas than I did because I finished high school when I lived in Texas. So most of my whole homeschooling experience was in Colorado, which Colorado had stricter rules. We weren't, you know, because homeschooling wasn't, I don't think it was technically legal in Colorado. Us kids were not allowed to answer the phone, not allowed to answer the door, not allowed to to let people see us playing in the front yard before yes. school hours. You get it. Yeah. Mm, yes. <laughs> That's scary. Amen. Testify in the back. People. Yeah. So uh, answering the phone was terrifying for me for years. And it I only know. got worse after working in a call center. But answering the door still kind of terrifying for me i didn't i didn't yeah. i didn't start doing phone calls till i was flipping 18 i years didn't take old. a walk by myself till i was 14 Just did alone. 13 i was 13 and boy was that terrifying like a like a 30 oh yard gosh. walk you know yeah. oh i'll get kidnapped you know your parents were, you'll get kidnapped you'll end yeah. up being like those misty police will take you away from us cps will take you away and then you'll yeah. be in foster care and you know they'll yeah. enslave the you or something yeah it's it's absolutely like this warped sense of superiority and gaslighting children using fear which like if our parents are supposed to protect us who else do we have to go to we didn't have a teacher. We didn't have a priest. We didn't have any adults in our lives other than our parents. That was were, it. And and they were the source of the fear. You know, yes. I because they are ignorant. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, my parents were both like, my mom was definitely the one who was most heavy set on is homeschooling us, and I think my dad, I don't know why. I don't think he really cared, but he supported her decision, and he thought it was fine. Yeah, I was like, my dad was so adamant about it. 
my mom did not want to do it. There were big arguments. She wanted me to have a normal life, go to school, have friends. Yeah. But my dad was a crazed individual, um, a, a cruel individual. And uh, I, I'm still trying to fight off the product of the terror of his creation. And that's why it needs to be regulated. People shouldn't be given carte blanche over their children. You know, yes, you know, I, I think if a parent's responsible, they, they should have agency and say, but I, like, I think you need, you need a lot of people to make a decision on what's best for a child because a lot yeah. of parents don't can't make that. I was going to say, like, if there was a bureaucracy or an agency that helped provide those resources to parents who needed to homeschool for whatever reason, we need other adults input on this. We need education experts input and mm -hmm. some kind of structured curriculum that's age appropriate, that's, you know, something you know have enough variety that they can tailor it to a kid's needs be it for you know different tutorage tutorage or you know different tutors parts of the autism spectrum or adhd you know, stuff like that you exactly know. you know and, kids have different just, learning styles and, and different needs exactly just don't leave your kid hours with textbooks and like here's your big saxon math book figure out geometry oh. on your own oh i those were miserable when they I made Salk and Trig in the final two books. I, I couldn't oh do it. Oh, my God. You were lucky. I didn't even get Trig. I barely got geometry. I didn't get any <laughs> calc or Trig. In fact, the first person to introduce me to Trig was when I took the ACT. It was Fortunus Games. What oh, is wow. Trig? Oh, this is Trig. Wow. Trig. <laughs> yeah. And I, I took the ACT, and I did really well on it, but... I feel like at a certain point, I was not being prepared to live life. I was being prepared to test well, which is a complaint that I do hear about the public school system mm. at times. But at least kids are spending time around each other and figuring out how to navigate each other as like little human beings learning to be people. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. We only have two minutes left, so... Yeah, there's a countdown. Oh, yeah, this was really great, guys. You know, I learned so much. And, you know, I think this was a really great conversation that needed to be had. When you go on YouTube and you search homeschool, you instantly see a bunch of positive things. It's really insane. There's only one negative thing about it. And, of course, there are positives to homeschool if you do it properly. But why mm -hmm. aren't people talking about the negative consequences of homeschooling, which are so obvious when you think about it, especially when it's combined with extreme religious and, you know, um, political ideologies like Christian nationalism? It's toxic. It needs to be regulated. I'm, I'm going to let Ren um, have, have the last word on this. I appreciate that, Tay Tay. Um, no, it, there there are absolutely consequences. And I used to be so much in the fog of my own indoctrination that I thought, yeah, you know, that's it's just a stereotype. Not all homeschool kids are awkward, blah, blah, blah. And then the older I got, the more, and even as, as a 30-year-old, I'm still questioning, like, am I navigating social situations in the quote-unquote correct way? The fact that I'm wondering that tells me I should be concerned about that, you know? Um, there are absolutely consequences. Um, homeschooling without any regulation does not prepare children to live in the modern world. 
It doesn't prepare them to be good little people to each other. All it does is create fear and more ignorance and more suffering to the collective. And mm -hmm. it needs to stop. It does. I think, you know, me and Tete found something on Twitter called the, I think it was the Coalition for Responsible, Responsible Homeschooling. Homeschooling. Yeah. I think you should check it out. They always have these like, you know, conversations with people on Twitter and I think on their site, you know, asking homeschool alumni, why did you not enjoy homeschooling? And mm. how would you want homeschooling in the U.S. to be regulated so it's safer for children? Yeah, I'll definitely look into that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.